You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Roberto Lewis, and this is your Sci-Fi 5. Five minutes of science fiction history for November 18th. In 1985, on this date, the Space Shuttle Enterprise arrived at the Smithsonian's National Air and Space Museum to take its place of honor as the prize exhibit, first at the museum's Dulles Airport hangar, and then at the museum itself. Originally rolled out in 1976 at a public ceremony, attended by none other than Gene Roddenberry and most of the cast of the original Star Trek, the Space Shuttle Enterprise was initially intended for glide landing tests launched from the back of NASA's Boeing 747 shuttle carrier aircraft in 1977 and 78. While there were plans, on paper, to upgrade Enterprise to a spaceworthy vehicle, it was ultimately deemed more cost-effective to do that with a structural test airframe that had already been built, which became the Space Shuttle Challenger. Even after the glide tests, there was plenty of work for the Enterprise. She was used to fit-check the solid rocket boosters and external tank in 1981, and did so again at the West Coast Shuttle launch pad at Vandenberg Air Force Base, which ultimately went unused. Enterprise was also ferried to various air shows and other public appearances before arriving at the National Air and Space Museum. Now, this also means that, at least for a while, you could go to the National Air and Space Museum and see the real Space Shuttle Enterprise, and then go visit the gift shop and see Paramount's original filming model of the USS Enterprise, which was also on display at the National Air and Space Museum. In a moment, though, find out why even this was only a temporary home for the Space Shuttle Enterprise. On this day in 1983, a video game was released that turned your Atari 2600 into the Space Shuttle. Space Shuttle, A Journey into Space, was a shuttle flight simulator that tried to mimic the complexity of the shuttle by assigning vital game functions to seldom used controlled switches such as the one normally reserved for switching between black and white and color TVs. Hi, Dr. Phil Flox here, also known as John Billingsley. I volunteer for the Hollywood Food Coalition. We serve terrific meals to the unhoused seven nights a week. We assist a hundred nonprofits with their food needs. We work with community partners to address food insecurity in Southern California. If you're in L.A., come and volunteer with us at hofoco.org slash volunteer. And any Federation credits you can spare go a long way. In 2011, upon the end of NASA's space shuttle program, the three remaining orbiters in service, Discovery, Atlantis, and Endeavor, were offered to museums and other institutions that could meet stringent requirements for displaying them to the public. Atlantis went on display at Kennedy Space Center, while Endeavor was handed over to the California Science Center in Los Angeles. Discovery, however, was the most traveled member of the shuttle fleet, with over 148 million miles in the odometer, and the National Air and Space Museum won a new prize exhibit that had actually flown in space. The Enterprise was rolled out of its hangar, and then briefly, years before the fictional Federation starships of the same name stood nose-to-nose with one another, the two space shuttles were parked facing each other, until Enterprise was hoisted onto the Boeing 747 that had just delivered Discovery, which is now on display at the museum. So where can you find Enterprise? She found a new home quickly enough, 
at New York City's Intrepid Sea, Air, and Space Museum, where she went on display in 2012, now on the National Register of Historic Places. As a wise man once said, and as the test pilots who flew Enterprise on her glide test can attest, treat her like a lady and she'll always bring you home, even if that home has changed addresses a few times. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for November 18th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.